1: we're on the road again
2: although with all this wet weather i could have done with a boat so it's probably apt we're talking about water sports this is a special edition of the podcast with british sailing i'm john and i'm michael and we've headed down the m3 to meet the latest sailor officially selected for team gb for this summer's paris olympics And coming up, we'll hear from the latest member of Team GB, confirmed for the Games in Paris or in Sailing's case, Marseille. And hear from Sailing Team leader Mark Robinson if there's any more to come.
1: So I'm Hannah Snellgrove and I sail an Ilka Six for the British Sailing Team and I've just been selected to represent Team GP in Paris 2024. to have someone share what they love and their passion. I think it's really important having sport in a part of your life. You don't normally hear much about sailing, but then when it comes to the Olympics, it it becomes like one of the biggest sports.
2: Welcome to Twyford St Mary's Primary School. Around 150 children have spent the other wet and dank morning learning all about the excitement of the summer Paris Olympics to come, part of Team GB's youth engagement campaign for Schools Get (laughs) Set. Been running, asking questions, and getting to high-five the latest British sailor—an eleventh overall, now confirmed to compete for Team GB. Hannah Snelgrove, you've made it. You're part of Team GB. Many congratulations. An understatement to say it's been a journey.
1: It has been a journey. It's uh, yeah, it's been quite the 26-year project since I first set foot in a boat, which makes me feel incredibly old. Um, but it's about 15 years or so, a bit more than that, since I started taking it seriously. Um, so, and yeah, there's been many ups and downs in that time, for sure. What
2: does it mean to finally get that selection?
1: Oh, it's really special. And I think sharing it with friends and family and the people who've helped along the way uh, just makes it even even more special. And I think the journey to get to this point and the fact that that's taken as long as it has is almost, almost making this moment sweeter. So I uh, was quite poorly as a teenager, had uh, glandular fever and then um, chronic fatigue syndrome. So that took me out of a couple of years of youth sailing. And then I went to university. I was at Cambridge, lucky enough to go to Cambridge, and went full time after I finished university, but then was deselected in 2014, which was a really hard time. I retired. um badly because I'm now back sailing again (laughs) but I retired for a couple of years and had a normal life and I worked as a journalist so freelance writer and a sailing coach and did a few bits and pieces but I had unfinished business in sailing I didn't feel like I'd I'd reached my potential so in 2018 I put together a crowdfunded campaign with the help of a few awesome people and uh, by the end of 2018 I was reselected into the team which was an amazing feeling.
2: What drove you to do that?
1: Um, There's a bit of peer pressure, I think. So first of all, I really love sailing. I'm a sailor who loves to sail. So that's the fundamental. But I think um, I was kind of spotted by the Ilka Six um, British sailing coach at the time because I I went to the Worlds in 2017 as a bit of a holiday from work because it was in Holland and I figured that was local. And he spotted me and said, oh, well, who are you? You should be full time. And I said, well, that would be lovely. But, you know, I'm working. I can't afford to. And he said, well, I'll I'll help you. And that was a guy called John Bertrand. Um, And he did. Uh, He stayed true to his words and he helped me put together the self-funded campaign. Um, So I think what drove me was being surrounded by people who believed that I could do it.
2: Now we're here at Twyford St. Mary's Primary School today and you've been like Usain Bolt. They've been so excited to see you. And I don't mean that disrespectfully.
1: (laughs) They have been so excited. Oh, it's been really lovely. I think uh, you kind of forget a little bit how it, feels like to be that that child who was getting so excited by meeting you know really great sailors which I was and I don't really feel that different to that child in many ways um and then suddenly you've got children who are really excited to meet you because you're in the Team GB tracksuit and uh, that's that's really lovely and you just you hope that this will be a moment that maybe some of them will remember if they go on to be the athletes of the future.
2: Because you talked about to the kids about your inspiration, one of them, Sir Ben Ainsley. And I think he won one of his gold medals in the class that you're in, the dinghy.
1: Yeah, so it was called the Laser at the time. Uh, it's changed its name to the Ilka. Um, but yeah, he, he won he won a couple of medals. So I want to say a couple of medals in, in uh in the laser so yes he, he was definitely one of the sort of olympic heroes when i was growing up and the likes of uh, ian percy and, and andrew simpson as well and i think um it's it's an amazing feeling because i was sort of lucky enough when i first got into the team as a, as a real youngster that they were just kind of finishing their careers in the team so we actually overlapped for a little bit which isn't it was incredible um so yeah, i feel very fortunate to have had that
2: And the children here are very lucky that you've given your time this morning to come here, but they all say it's a bit of an inspiration. It is important to give something back, isn't it?
1: Oh, for sure. I think um, I I feel incredibly privileged that I got into sailing because I grew up in Lymington by the coast. Um, But I'm aware that if I hadn't had that privilege, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. My parents don't sail. It's just by fortune of sort of where I grew up. And I, I really think that it's important to show children that there is a niche sport for them out there that they can enjoy and enjoy being physically active so the only reason I got into sailing in the first place apart from being by the coast was because I was skiving out of normal sports in PE and um, so it's a skive that got really really out of hand to be honest but it's uh yeah I I wasn't very good at normal sports and it came up as an option because we were by the sea and I started doing it I wasn't exactly very naturally good at it to start with but I loved it and and so I found my sort of niche sport and I really believe that there's there's a sport out there for everybody
2: and some great questions today including mental health and how you how you cope with that and it's something that a lot of British athletes have talked about in the last few years
1: yeah I thought that was a really awesome question actually uh and I think it's something which is improving in terms of what we talk about in sport but it's not something that we probably talk about enough still Uh, I think athletes are all expected to be these sort of we all talk about mental toughness, these really resilient people. And we are 90% of the time. I would say that 90% of athletes are, but we are also human beings. And, uh, we, you know, we have faults and we don't perform at our best on certain days, just like any other member of the population. And I think it is just really important to, to open up that conversation in sport, uh, just like it's being opened up in all other areas of life.
2: Now, of course, it is the Paris Olympics, but you guys are in Marseille, and you mentioned there you were you went to the test event last year and have sailed there many times. I assume.
1: Yeah, so we're a satellite sport. We're in Marseille. It's a um, it's a really interesting venue. We've got big mountains around, islands, and all of those things affect the wind and the wind patterns. So we spent quite a lot of time trying to understand that as best as we can. Um, I Spent quite a lot of time there in twenty twenty one. Not so much in twenty twenty two because I had quite a bad back injury, but. Uh, a lot of time there again last year so I do feel like uh, I know the venue pretty well now it's like second home there's so many things you can't control in sailing because it's uh you know it's a sport that relies on the weather which is a terrible idea but it's there are lots of things you can control so like understanding the land effects of a venue um and the currents that you would expect to get in a venue and the sort of conditions the temperature what kit you might want to wear all of those things you can control so it's the classic kind of control the controllables talk. You know, if you can, if you can sort of get grip of those things, then then that's really important.
2: We talked about your journey, but you've timed it quite well. A hu- virtually a home games. It's not a home games because, of course, London was home. But it's across the it's across the Channel. It's not Tokyo where we had COVID. All your fa- family and friends can come.
1: Yeah. So I've got I think about twenty friends who are planning to come out there uh we've managed to get ourselves a villa really near to the venue which comes with you know a pool and an emotional support cat um so so that'll be fun it's a nice place for my friends to hang out um whilst I'm competing and lots of them don't really know much about sailing so I think it's going to be interesting I think they might think we come in for like yeah I don't know afternoon tea or something which we don't but it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be really fun to share it with those people who are coming out for sure
2: you mentioned you were a journalist in your time out. What would be the question that you would ask you? If, if you were me, what's the question you would ask you that I haven't asked you?
1: I think I would ask, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Okay, so
2: when you were a Cambridge University student, uh, what would you say?
1: It's going to take a lot longer than you planned, but it'll be worth it in the end. <laughs>
2: Well, Hannah Snellgrove, you've made it. You're part of Team GB. Many congratulations.
1: Thank you, really appreciate it. Thank you. My question
2: is, how many hours
1: do you train per week? How many hours? Oh, that's a really good
2: question. How many hours do I train per week? i have had to add it up. So... so I'm Rafferty, um, Rafferty Woods, and I'm 11 years old.
1: Ayla. I'm Issa Clark. I'm A.D. Lee and I'm 11 years old.
2: Special day today. What's it mean having a a, a member of Team GB, Hannah Snellgrove, here?
1: Oh, it's been so
2: cool. I think really inspiring, really exciting. Um, And it's, you know, inspiring for people who want to be like her. And even in other sports as well, you know. um, Playing a career in other sports, just doing other sports. You know, really cool.
1: It's been really exciting to have an actual athlete coming into St Mary's school well when we found out we were all just so excited it's really special to have someone share what they love like like and their passion because I think it's really important having sport in a part of your life and it's just been so so awesome having her here yeah it's been amazing to have an Olympian here and especially a sailor like You don't normally hear much about sailing, but then when it comes to the Olympics, it it becomes like one of the biggest sports. So um, it's really exciting to have an Olympian sailor in our school. Do
2: you know that Great Britain is the greatest sailing nation in the world? We've won more Olympic medals than anybody else. So you're spot on that the sailing is really important as an Olympic sport. Are you looking forward to Paris? Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll definitely be watching it on TV. Um, Yeah, it should be really
1: cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to be watching it as well. I think it's amazing to watch all these people be amazing at like one thing, and it's just really cool. Yes, <laughs> really excited. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to be watching all the sports and everything, and I'm really looking forward to watching the sailing now.
0: I'm Mark Robinson. I'm the LA's performance director, and at, for Team GB, I'm the sailing team leader.
2: Mark, we're here to confirm the 11th sailor from British Sailing into Team GB, Hannah Snellgrove. What does it mean for her, do you think? Because she's had quite a journey.
0: It's a long journey. It's amazing. We do have quite a few uh, older athletes over, the, over 30. Uh, Hannah's certainly not the oldest this time round, but it is just a nuance of the sport where we could have two or three in the in the top 10 in the world, but only one can go to the Olympics in our sport. So she's had to wait for her, her time, but her time has come. What are her greatest strengths? Uh, she has traditionally been good in the in the heavy stuff. She, she's quite quite tall, over six foot, um, but she has been working quite a lot lately to broaden out her her repertoire, if you like, because in Marseille we can get a mixture of everything, which she is slowly doing. I think she was beating the, the current gold medalist downwind uh, in a camp recently. She won the Villamora Grand Prix last week, so uh, I think you know, she, she'll get there. She'll get close to a medal.
2: You mentioned about the team, obviously, British sailing is the most successful Olympic team in history but this Team GB seems there are four returning Olympians but there's quite a lot of as you say first timers but they're also quite experienced as well.
0: Yes I mean you well Sam Sills who's again another one where he's just been in the system in and out like Hannah for 15 odd years and and just needed the equipment to come along at the right time the right place and Mm. And nobody else in front of him, and, you know, he might be third in the world and someone else is first and second. So James and Finn, same thing. The last time around, Dylan, Stu, James and Finn were first, second in the world, first, second in the Europeans. Unfortunately, only one can go. Uh, and so Dylan Stew Stu went and won the gold medal. So, yes, there are a few that have been quite experienced, haven't been to the games before, which is always different. Uh, But I think in the support team, there are so many returning Olympians in the support team, particularly in the coaches. You've got Chris Draper, Stevie Morrison, Ian Percy, Ben Rhodes, you know, all these people who won Worlds, won won, uh, Olympic medals and so on. So quite well supported. And you mentioned you were
2: with Team GB last week in Paris, looking at all the, the facilities. How is Team GB
0: shaping up I think they, I mean, they are definitely the, one of the most organised National Olympic committees. Uh, that was the very last time last week that any National Olympic committee can go and bother the organisers. They're, they're head down now, uh, trying to get everything prepared. Uh, obviously, a few more venues to finish. Uh, but yeah, it, it just reminds you we had all the team leaders there, about 70-odd people that, that support Team GB, both their own staff and all the sports staff. Um, they are just so much better organised um, than, most, than most NOCs and, and got the right footprint. Now, we replicate exactly the same thing in Marseille. Sailing teams are typically very well organised and often in front of their own NOC. But we effectively do the same thing with a performance lodge and the, you know, having the gym access and all the rest of it that we would normally have in Paris with the other sports.
2: Are we going to see more British sailors confirmed for Team GB? So
0: the 470 Worlds are on this week in Parma, in Mallorca. Currently, I think we're in sixth and eighth, so uh, inside the the zone to to select, if you like. The committee will sit down next week and decide. They could let it run on uh, through to a few more regattas, or they could select. So that would be, you know, we've only got three left, two for a pair and a 470. Uh, and then for Connor Bainbridge, who's sort of the top the top kiteboard man, he's still got to qualify the nation. So he's got a chance in here in April. Uh, so the, the earliest we could select the kiteboard man would be after that.
2: Final question: We're sitting in a in a classroom, effectively. Someone's banging on the door. I think they're playing a, a game of ball or something. Tennis ball. Tennis ball, yeah, exactly. What does it mean to be part of days like this at, at Twyford St Mary's?
0: I think it's great. You know, the, the school's long been a part of of Team GB's uh, get set program, and you can just see it in the in the kids. They've had all the Olympic Games education leading up to it. Some really good questions, uh, and for us to be able to do it near to our backyard down here in the south, where we often train. Um, you know, I think it's just outstanding. I mean, uh, we're watching here, we've, we've gone through the formal interviews and Hannah's in the playground uh, playing with them at lunchtime. So, you know, it is quite great.
2: <laughs> British Sailing's Mark Robinson. There's now 11 sailors picked for Team GB to compete in Marseille this summer. British Sailing have won 64 Olympic medals, including 31 golds in the history of the Games, more than any other nation and Team GB have topped the medal sailing table at five of the last six Olympic Games. So congratulations again to Hannah Snellgrove, officially selected for the 2024 Paris Olympic Games and en route to Marseille. And there is still the opportunity for British Sailing to name even more athletes. You can keep up to date with all their latest news on their website or on social media by following British Sailing. This has been a special edition of the podcast with British Sailing, recorded here at Twyford St Mary's, who've been celebrating the latest Team GB announcement for this summer's Olympics. Ready? Let's pull that one, shot. After the one two, three. Awesome. You can always find us online at anythingbutfooty.com, check out our socials, and make sure you follow Anything But Footy en route to Paris 2024.